Hello and welcome back to Why Morocco, a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to spotlighting some of the inspiring and creative personalities who share my love of the North African Kingdom of Morocco. My name's Mandy Sinclair, PR consultant and freelance writer, tasting Marrakesh food and cultural tours owner and host of this podcast. As you sit back and listen, it's my hope that you'll leave feeling inspired to pay a visit or motivated to start planning that trip to the Kingdom of Morocco. As an avid music and music festival fan, I was happy to learn about the website MoroccanTapes.com, an initiative started by Amino Belyamani. Amino, who grew up in Casablanca and now lives in Brooklyn, has created the site that brings Moroccan tapes, which are typically only available for purchase in Morocco, to the world. On the website, visitors can find various genres of Moroccan music previously recorded on cassette tapes, now available for listening, downloading, and sharing, as the website says. All while tapping into a music scene that may bring back memories of bygone days for some, or the discovery of new music for listeners like myself. I caught up with Amino by telephone just days after the website launched in January. With music in his blood, both his father and brother are musicians, Amino is also an accomplished musician, having co-founded the band Dawn of Midi. He's also involved in Inov Ganawa, a group known for their traditional Moroccan trance ensemble, and their track, Bambro Koya Ganda, was nominated for a Grammy in 2018 in the Best Dance Recording category. So let's listen in as Amino talks about Moroccan tapes and his plans for the site, what he thinks listeners should be listening to when it comes to the tapes already available, and Moroccan music in general. Hi. How are you? How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Good, good, yeah. Uh, I was uh, expecting your call, so... Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to to chat with me because I'm very interested in Moroccan music. And so when I saw the um, the post about Moroccan tapes, I was like, I need to get in touch. <laughs> yeah, I guess a lot of people are excited about Moroccan music. There's like a lot of new followers and subscribers to the website. So it's really exciting. Oh, that's great. Um, and how many? Yeah. When did the website launch? Uh, it was it was live uh, around New Year's, but I officially uh, announced it and launched it on January fourth, I believe, on on social media, and then, then people started going to check it out for real, you know. Yeah. So you're based in the U.S. Yeah, I'm based in uh, Brooklyn, in New York. Okay, but then you're from Casablanca, is that right? Yeah, born and raised in Casablanca, and then I uh, spent a couple years in Paris, and mm-hmm. then I went to study music in California, mm-hmm. and then I've been now in New York for 10 years. Wow, and you're a composer and multi-instrumentalist, so do you use Moroccan tapes in your any of your music endeavors? No, uh, but I always, I'm inspired and influenced by Moroccan music, and actually African music in general, because to me, uh, uh, Morocco, not only, of course, is part of the African continent, but uh, especially rhythmically and musically, we're one of the, especially in the North African uh, area, I think Morocco is one of the most, like, African uh, music countries. Like, the, our rhythms are really, really complex, just like how you would find it in West Africa. So I'm really, I've always been fascinated by all of that, and I always try to incorporate it in all my projects. Okay. And so... Uh, but tapes, uh, so far, no, it's just been like, you know, I love... love 
Moroccan music, and it just happens to be that the older you go, back in the 70s, 80s, and even the 90s, the music is really amazing, and it just happens to be that it was recorded to tape. That's what draw me to tape, not like a, okay. any other particular reason. Okay, so let's talk about Moroccan tapes. It's a collection of cassette tapes, most of which are only available in Morocco, and you've yeah. digitalized them and posted them on your website, moroccantapes.com. So I'm just wondering, where did the idea come from, and how did you decide like what tapes to include? Um, well, uh, I've always, like I said, loved um, collecting the music. It was just always in a digital way. Like you know, I'd have friends come over, and we would uh, share like uh, uh, hard drives and, and and swap out folders, things like that. And I've always had that throughout my whole life. And then uh, at some point I realized that like if I start to, to collect tapes, then uh, it could be even more like uh, uh, documented in a more like a precise way and all that. And then that obviously led to doing this project because also on the side, uh, I, I, I love uh, doing coding and uh, web development. I do that sometimes on the side for brands and people. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to, to bring those two passions together, like uh, my love for like, doing a, a, you know, a software development kind of project with the music. So I was like, perfect, I'll just build a project that's a website for Moroccan Tapes. That's amazing. And what's the response been so far? <laughs> the response? Yeah. The response is really great, actually. Like I said, I have already a lot of subscribers, and mm-hmm. some of them actually are really famous artists. I'm sure you know Mahi Bin Bin. He's a part of Marrakesh artist. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like a subscriber now. And I have some other musicians that are really kind of famous that I noticed uh, from their email uh, subscription. And uh, it's growing organically too. I'm not even like, you know, doing any advertisement because there's no money obviously involved mm-hmm. or anything. And it's just growing organically. And let's see where it goes. And uh, I'm just really happy to share all this music and everyone is really loving it. So I don't actually understand Arabic. I love the music, but I don't understand like what they're singing about. So I'm just wondering, what are some of the themes and the genres that we find in Moroccan music? Oh, it's all over the place. But I guess to like really like uh, bring it to a uh, a uh, the essence of it, I guess it's always kind of like social, like I would say social commentaries or social stories, I mm-hmm. guess. But, like, it really varies. Like, for example, like, she's really famous for her, like, very, you know, proud feminist kind of uh, lyrics, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, very particular to her. But then uh, uh, most Shabi music and Aita music is, is, is kind of, yeah, either, like, poems and uh, stories, social stories, social commentaries, or stories about love and, like, uh, you know, somebody uh, that you loved and they, they, mm-hmm. they, uh, something happened to them or they disappeared from your life, so you talk about that sorrow and all that, kind of, you know, those kind of yeah. things. But it's all over the place. I don't want to say that everything is about that either, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, because Morocco obviously is a Muslim country, uh, we, we use a lot of, uh, you know, like... Uh, "Quote unquote Sufi like uh, mm-hmm. prayers or poems uh, into music like Gnaw obviously uh, mm-hmm. has adapted that over the centuries and now the entire Gnaw repertoire is being mainly like you know uh, praising prophets and the saints and all that. Mm-hmm. And so, so how that too? So how many tapes are available on the website and how many more are you planning to upload? So right now I have, I think, I believe, uh, a little over a dozen, I think 15 or something, mm-hmm. yeah, 15 tapes. 
yeah. and I uh, have way more, but I intentionally only wanted to, to put 15 to first also just to uh, uh, get an idea of how people are interacting with the website and like see their ID bugs and all that. Mm -hmm. And also to get people uh, interested and subscribe so that then each time I post a new tape, they, they, I can get them back uh, visiting the website and all that. Just to have a, like, you know, a dynamic, uh, constant interaction with the, with the, all the fans out there of Moroccan music. I'm trying to uh, release them every week. This is uh, hard because obviously uh, I'm a full-time musician and I, I travel and I do other projects too, mm -hmm. but uh, that's the idea. I'm going to try to do it every week. So there should be uh, two more tapes coming in, like in a couple of days. Okay. So, yeah. And that, that are really exciting. I'm excited to launch them. And have you had any response? You mentioned Mahi Binbin, who's an artist and author of several mm -hmm. books. Have you had any feedback from the artists, like the musicians who you featured on the website? No. And that's another thing is that, uh, you know, I'm sharing all this music for free and everything. Technically, it's, uh, it's not legal because, mm -hmm. you know, music yeah. has to be paid for and all that. So that's why I have a right disclaimer and, uh, uh, it's just that uh, I feel like some of these tapes are so old that it doesn't really matter. And I would, I would probably bet that most of these artists in question uh, would actually appreciate that their music is out there in this yeah. way. But like, of course, if they do reach out or anyone who represents them reaches mm -hmm. out to me and say, "Can you remove the context?" I'll do that immediately because that that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So I own a um, company called Tasting Marrakesh, and we do food and cultural tours on Jamal Fana. And so there's all kinds of like circles where there's the traditional music. And one of the guides named Asim, who works for me, he remembers like coming to the square as a child and listening to one of the musical groups and having their cassette tape as well um, that they could then also listen to at home. So I'm just wondering like how popular or easy was it to record a cassette tape for musicians um, back in the 80s when tapes were really in their heyday? How popular? How was easy was it? Popular. Like, was it I accessible? Think, I, mean, I think so. I mean, I'm not actually an expert at that. I mean, mm -hmm. I was born in the mid-80s, so, yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, I was a baby. I don't know much yeah. about all that. But uh, <laughs> just from uh, what I know, like, uh, yeah, it was like most... Uh, uh, basically, yeah, it was like you had these big labels, I guess, like uh, most of them based in Casablanca, but you had some other ones in Fez, uh, and I think it's the labels that were like just pushing out all these artists into the Moroccan markets. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's all I know. And that it was like studio based, like you had these like famous studios in Gaza and these big cities and they would bring the artists and then release the tapes under those labels. So, you know, like Fessy Phone, Casa Phone, Aji Phone, all these labels from back in the day. Yeah. Okay. And I also think the album art that you've posted on your website of the different cassettes is amazing. Um, do you have a favorite cover? Uh, no, because it's really <laughs> hard. Uh, you're absolutely right. They're so great, and I, I like, and then it never like uh, feels boring because I've been working on this website for a while, so I've been looking at these images every day, you know, over yeah. and over again, and it's still like I still um, I'm blown away by the by the like tongue in cheekness of it and like yeah. the vintage vibe of it and mm -hmm. the artistic is just like so complete in so many ways yeah no there's um a vinyl shop in the marrakesh medina and i love going there and just like scouring through the records the vinyls and um 
you know, they'll often offer to play the, the the record for me just to make sure I like it. But I often just buy them based on the, the cover art because they're absolutely fabulous. I know. The font <laughs> they use, everything. I think yeah. they were really onto something. Yeah. yeah. And, I, like, I bought one and it had, you know, the snow-capped Atlas Mountains in the back and the Ketubia. And so, obviously, you know, it was a musician right. from Marrakesh. So, yeah, that was – and they're, right. yeah, they typically sell them for, like, 50 dirhams. So, I think that's quite good. Do you ever think uh-huh. – kind of like how records are making a comeback, do you think the cassette industry will ever become trendy again? I think so, actually. It's still, like, uh, underground, but uh, I know already a few people that are doing that. There's uh... – uh, forget the name of the label, but there's a label based in Los Angeles that's just taped now, and they they uh, recording new artists and releasing their new stuff in tape. So mm-hmm. that shows that it's coming back. And then there's definitely other uh, blogs out there that do what I do. I'm definitely not the first or the only one that does this. You mm-hmm. know, there are out there uh, people uh, for different countries or cultures, and, uh, and uh, yeah, there's actually a, a famous. Uh, website that I, I check out their tapes a lot called Often Tapes from Africa and that's just all over Africa oh, whatever wow. they can get from any country in Africa and they have a whole collection of Morocco too and sorry what was the website uh, called? It's, it's got, it, uh, the website is just awesometapes.com but uh, the full thing is Often Tapes from Africa amazing yeah, you'll have uh, yeah, you'll go down that rabbit hole and you'll have. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. <laughs> well, because I just remember I first moved to Morocco in 2011, and there I lived in the Medina, and there were at least two stores in the old city where they still had they were selling cassettes, and I think they probably re- repaired some uh-huh. electronics. Um, so, you know, maybe they were trendy and they didn't even, you know, they're going to come back in style. Okay, just a quick time out, because if you're keen to explore Morocco, let me tell you about SunTrails, a private tour operator based in Marrakesh. I've had the pleasure of being both a paying customer on a holiday through the south of Morocco, but also just traveling with Chris, because he is a friend after all. That aside, Chris is genuinely passionate about discovering the hidden gems dotting the country, and meeting people like architects and musicians undertaking interesting initiatives. He then puts all of this together in an itinerary for guests who are looking for more than just a standard tour of Morocco. He's been on the podcast twice, so if you want to find out more, check out episode 1 and episode 19, or get in touch with me via mandyandmorocco.com and I'll happily put you in touch. What is the music industry like in Morocco today, in your opinion? Like I said, I've been uh, kind of out of the country for a while. I mean, I still visit at least once a year. My family is back in Gaza and all that. But uh, I'm not really in touch with the music industry in Morocco. So I can't really, yeah, I prefer not to speak Mm -hmm. of what I don't know, you know? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. What are some of the must-listen to to tapes that you have so far on the website? Uh, I mean... uh, it's funny, like, uh, my favorite tape uh, of this first uh, 15 tape collection is Najat Katabu, Faltinia. And I was, because I, in my mind, that's the masterpiece. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was expecting that to have the most, uh, like, uh, you know, shares and comments. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's one of the lowest ones. So I'm like, oh, maybe it just takes time because the people maybe are still overwhelmed by it just having this idea out there and they're, they're and I noticed everyone is commenting on the first tape, like when you're in the landing page, the Arshash tape. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I feel like maybe people are just so overwhelmed and that they're like just sitting 
or tape by tape and they'll get around to Najah Kassel because it's, I think it's objectively amazing record and I think it's hard to, to, to dislike it. But uh, I definitely like everything else. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Hussein Slaoui, of course, because it's like he's the godfather of shabby music. Mm-hmm. Uh, that tape definitely and actually sounds pretty good uh, the conversion I got because I, I, there are some uh, people out there on YouTube that converted uh, I guess or have digital versions of those songs that I posted from that Kirsten Slewi tape and uh, I, when I compare like uh, the conversion I got is pretty good high quality so I'm, got, I'm really happy with that because those recordings are from like the 40s you know yeah and so are the tapes that you converted then are they from your personal tape collection from a, as a child? Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, good question. Yes, uh, that's how it started. But now, because I have this uh, this thing out there in the world, and I, in my contact page, I said, if you are willing to contribute, please contact me. I already have actually two people that have contacted me, and one of them is already has already sent a thing, a, a box so it's in the, on the way right now in the mail. I can't wait to get a, a new box of tapes wow. to start converting. Yeah, so it's open through the public. Like anyone who has, like, an old stash somewhere in their closet or something. I'm, I'm inviting them to send it over. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. So it's kind of like a social initiative as well. Like yes, absolutely. Online music museum. <laughs> yeah. And now I also have a, a, a more like um, uh, disciplined uh, uh, routine. Each time I'll go back to Morocco, visit my family, it'll be a routine that I'll have to go and, and do some tape digging to come back with more tape, you know? It'll be as now. Cool. And so is there an area of like Casablanca, uh, where you're from? Is there an area in that town where you would go to find them? Because I know there's at least one record shop that's quite well known. Yeah, I mean, uh, actually, you know, the big souk, yep. the flea market. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one is great for that. But there are also other ones uh, in the Medina, Kazatu, and mm-hmm. some other places in the outskirts. But actually, the best thing to do for tapes in Morocco is actually to go to the whatever you're, genre you're looking for. You go to that local area. So, like, I, I've got some tapes uh, from the Sousse area, and I bought those in the outskirts of Agadir. And you always get the best uh, artists and quality tapes mm-hmm. from that area of that genre. So, like, if I want some Shemeli stuff or some... Uh, Eastern music stuff like the Wichita area and close to Algeria, it's better to go to those cities and go to those tape shops there, you know? Okay, rather than like one central. So Yeah, Casa, of course, has a lot because it's Casablanca, but like mm-hmm. I said, it's, it's much better to go to those local shops, yeah. And so Ganoa Music was just recognized by the UNESCO World Heritage Fund for um, the, the, like, the intangible culture. Um, so yeah, I'm wondering that, which is amazing, but I didn't see any Ganoa music on the website. Are there tapes, or is it coming soon? Do they not exist? Uh, yeah, no, no, they do exist. Like I said, I was hard to to choose which fifteen yeah. I would do, but it just happens to be I put one uh, uh, Ganoa, but it's a fusion one, the one with uh, Hamid Al Qasri and uh, Aisam, mm-hmm. with the, the collaboration they did, and it's like you know uh, Ganoa with the uh, with the electronic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, no, no, there's a lot of Ganawa tapes that will be uploaded to the website very soon. Yeah, inshallah. Yeah. And so you are a musician. Do you come from a family? Anybody in your family who's recorded a, a tape that we might see on the website? Yeah, well, my, uh, my father is a musician, but not a, just an amateur. You know, he okay. plays the, 
Hanun and my Arabic and Moroccan repertoire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely the love for music comes from him. But uh, I have two other brothers and they're also involved in music. And uh, actually uh, the, the the middle brother, uh, his name is Hatim, Hatim Beliamani, he's... Uh, he has recorded actually to tape, but not like Moroccan music yet. Yeah. Written some of his own stuff when he was like in high school. And they, back in the days, there was still tape. There was no CDs yet, I guess. And yeah. uh, so he recorded to tape. So that's, that's amazing. Connection, yeah. Is it going to be yeah. on the website soon? Maybe, actually, because it's <laughs> kind of technically is Moroccan tape. Yeah. <laughs> And um, like that'll be funny. Um, and so, with the music, is a lot of it original music, or is it um, the traditional music, traditional songs like folkloric songs that are just sung by different bands? Well, that's the thing with Moroccan music is that everything is has been passed, uh, you know, orally mm-hmm. from generation to generation. So it's hard to know what lyrics are really ancient or like you know, uh, contemporary or modern, we don't really know, but like in general, artists like Nejat Esabu, Aziz Teti, and all these shabby artists, usually they come up with their own new songs, and uh, and that's how they can get those new hits, and that's how actually they became really famous, because then they, they would think about songs of that particular time, and, and the, the public and the audience would connect and identify with it. So those are definitely new songs, but like uh, when you get to the genre kind of uh, music, like uh, the Atlas music, or uh, mm-hmm. especially all the Amazir and uh, Sooth uh, traditions, yeah. I would say those are probably uh, very ancient poems that have either been readapted or, or over time have changed, things like that, yeah. Because for listeners who may not know, Shabby means popular, right? So they would be singing about what's yes. popular in the news or in daily life, right? Exactly, and that's why Hussein Slawi is the godfather of Shabby music because he was talking about the Americans landing in, in, in Morocco to fight the Germans during the Second World War. So yeah, so he was singing the music of that time and making fun of it and being comedic and that, that's how he, he started gaining uh, success and, and, and having a, a huge fan base, yeah. Wow. And so, so what is the process for taking the tapes and then um, digitizing them to have them online? Uh, so I have a tape deck. I have all that information on the website. But yes, the tape deck is the Tascam tape deck, which is a pretty good brand. And uh, I have to listen to it live. So that's a lot another aspect of the, the hard work I've put mm-hmm. into this. You cannot just like dump them into a computer like a hard drive. You know, uh, yeah. you, you have to listen to each side second by second, like you in, in real time. So that's how I record it. I, I, I put side A on and then I plug it into my laptop and uh, and I convert it in real time into the digital domain. And then once side A is done, flip the, the tape and mm-hmm. do the same thing for side B. And, and then each tape is, is the same process. Wow. So how long would it take? Just, I guess, the duration of each tape. The duration of each tape, but then uh, there's other work involved. Of course, like, and then I go into the computer and then... Uh, software and, uh, and edit and yeah. if there's uh, anything that needs to be fixed. Sometimes uh, the left channel is a little wider than the right channel. I try to make them equal, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then I convert them to MP3 at the end because we want people to be able to stream and have like, you know, uh, easy access to it because the original files have uh, are huge, are, are big, big file sizes, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think it's an amazing yeah. project, and what you've done is really, I think it's really interesting for Morocco in bringing the the music to the to the world because tapes, <laughs> well, they're not always readily available, and mm-hmm. they have to be transported. So, um, congratulations on such a really like cool initiative and getting it off the ground. And I look forward to thank you seeing more music as it comes out each week. Yeah, I'm excited too because I'm also also discovering some of these tapes. I, I obviously I always love Moroccan music, but I still barely know the tip of the iceberg, you know. <laughs> because how many tapes do you think might have been recorded when, like, back in the day? Oh, I have no idea, but mm-hmm. definitely I would say in the tens of thousands, maybe more. I don't know. Yeah. Were there like a superstars? Lot, lot. Like, was there were there musical charts back? You know, then that were like this was the number one tape in Morocco. Do you know that? Uh, I'm not sure. My yeah. guess would be no, because we uh, it, it wasn't really set up in that way in Morocco. But mm-hmm. we had the radio, of course, so that would be the equivalent of the charts, whatever yeah. you could hear every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then when TV uh, came along, uh, definitely, you know, uh, especially the first two channels. Uh, uh, so uh, I think that's how it. it, it it was, uh, yeah, how it was disseminated in Morocco to radio and TV, and then people would love the tracks, and they would play them again and again. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Well, so listeners can go to the website moroccantapes.com and then sign up to subscribe, and they'll receive the new track each week. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I don't want to promise that it's going to be each week, but that's the idea. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Depending on your schedule. Well, thank you so much, Amino, for your time. And I'll be sure to My link pleasure. to Moroccan Tapes within all of the content. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And also, I'm going to be adding in the future more, uh, uh, what do you call it, like more options or more modules to websites. So hopefully at some point I'm going to have maybe a login page so that people can log into their own uh, uh, preferences and have their own playlist, you know, cool. things like that. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be a, a, a ongoing project that keeps uh, developing. Yeah. Well, that's great. If you're keen to explore the cultural scene in Marrakesh, join us for one of our Tasting Marrakesh food and cultural tours. On our Tasting Marrakesh Gillies tour, we explore some of the 20th century architecture in Marrakesh, stop at some of our favorite art galleries housed in Art Deco gems, and wander through parks and religious buildings that surprise visitors who dare to venture beyond the Marrakesh Medina. We chat history, eat street food, and shop. With more and more designers moving their showrooms to the new city and restaurants opening up, this neighborhood is on the move. But don't just take it from me. Condé Nast Traveler recently included our Tasting Marrakesh Gillies tour on its roundup of 10 cool things to do in Marrakesh. Our website is tasting-marrakesh.com for more details. That's Marrakesh with a CH. All of our tours are private and bespoke, so we take you only to the places that interest you. But for now, it's time to say see you next time. In the meantime, if you want to discuss sponsorship of this podcast or even a partnership, please feel free to get in touch with me via my website, mandyandmorocco.com. And if you're a fan of Why Morocco, I would be so grateful if you would rate and review this podcast on your favorite channel or share on your social media networks. Just don't forget to tag me at Mandy in Morocco so I can be sure to thank you for helping me share the love of the North African Kingdom of Morocco. Until next time. <laughs>